Welcome to another episode of Thanks Divorce, where we discuss the lessons, the awakenings, and the gruesome beauty of going through a divorce. And I'm your host, Janine Bell. Hi, and welcome back. In this episode, I'm speaking with author Cindy Drummond. After her divorce, she found herself single at 40 and decided to do an experiment where she dated 50 different people for 52 weeks. So we just dig into what that was like, and she drops a few gems about dating after divorce and non-attachment in dating, all the things. And if you want to find Cindy or learn more about what she's up to, you can find her at cindydrummond.ca. It's all linked in the show notes. Enjoy the episode. Hi, Cindy. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? I am very honored to be here today. Thank you. Oh, I, I, I'm happy to have you here. So thank you for saying yes. Let's jump right into it. I feel like you have so much to offer. Can you tell me and my listeners your, what I call divorce profile, just a snapshot of where you came from in your divorce journey? Where are you, et cetera, et cetera? Absolutely. So my story, uh, I was married when I was in my 20s, had two beautiful daughters, and that marriage just kind of fizzled out. Um, So I left that marriage looking for the right person. Unfortunately, I fell for the devil in disguise, for lack of a better word. Um, So it was that relationship. It was the six-year relationship I had that was very tumultuous, very disturbing, Um, ended with him being hauled out of our home by seven police officers in handcuffs. Oh no. So shocking. And then that led to the best years of my life and led me up to where I am today. And today is actually my fourth anniversary. I got married four years ago today. So there is a happy ending. Yeah, congratulations. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Okay, so we go from married young-ish, depending on, you know, what part of the world you're in, because <laughs> that's all yeah. relative, right? Um, and that ended in divorce. And then, so the next relationship you, you're describing as tumultuous, do you think that's because you left that relationship and that next one was so soon after? Potentially, it was about six months after. Okay. Um, I think that you probably would have experience, not yourself necessarily, but I just really fell for somebody who was not who they said they were. Like I was head over heels in love for the entire relationship with with a fraud. So the fraud part is because... it's a he, right? And that I want to assume. Yes. It's because yes. he put on a facade or were you blinded and or only seeing through rose-colored glasses? I think possibly both. Okay. Uh, I, I didn't have, I, I, when somebody's looking at you and telling you that you are the most beautiful person in the world, mm-hmm. at the same time they're pilfering money out of your bank account. Oh. It is such a, it's such a, I don't want to swear on your show. It, it screws you up so badly yes. that you can't see what you're in because you're blinded by this, what they're saying to you and that they're doing something else on the other hand. Right. So the actions aren't matching the words. Right. Like the words feel so great. It's, 
it's blinding you from uh, the impact right. of the actions, really. Yes. Oh, yeah. I think I know what, my, what word you were going to say that was going to be explicit. <laughs> yes, it would. <laughs> it's a mind frog. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I try to keep episodes clean just because, but I totally get it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can see how that could happen. All right. So you came out of that. So what, so what changed in you to go from this toxic one to then have a wonderful relationship, the, the one that you're in now, that's a, that has been four years as of today. And like, what about your discernment or what about your mentality or even trusting yourself around coming into a new relationship that you're hoping is not the same as the having the same like being fooled or duped again you hit so many of the right points so first of all i was completely broken down mm. i had to take my daughters and move into my parents basement mm. in my 40s it was gut-wrenching i didn't trust anybody i didn't trust myself i had made such a bad decision but I think what propelled me to move forward is I did. I had these two little girls looking at me and thinking, what's my mom going to do? Mm. And that made me realize that I did not want somebody else's actions to define my future. And so mm. I was not going to be a victim. I immediately set out to create a retreat for women to gather for a weekend. And it was a nice thing to do for other women, but mm -hmm. honestly, it was so it was also selfish because it gave me something for me to focus on mm. in the middle of heartbreak. Yeah. But the amazing surprise out of that is once we did, 14 weeks later, had this awesome event, I realized how important a tribe was mm. and how important it was to have women who had your back and you know that gave me the confidence to go about my whole dating journey where I, I did challenge myself to go on 50 dates in a year mm. because I knew I didn't trust. Yes. I knew that I wasn't going to show up as the best version of myself immediately after that relationship. Yeah. All right. So yes, yes to all of that. Yes to tribe, yes to women being that tribe. <laughs> we have such yes. he healing properties about us just being in each other's presence let alone like an actual dedicated retreat specific to coming together or healing or anything like that so I just want to point that out and you not wanting to be a victim like you decidedly said to yourself that you don't want to be the victim and you don't want someone else's actions to define your future and that's huge um, so I can see how you can go from that relationship to a transformation like once that's decided in your mind then it's really just trying things and seeing what fits what works what doesn't but you did mention the 50 dates <laughs> so i know that you have uh you've written a book based on that experience and for you it was a challenge to uh kind of go through the motions of trusting and all that again uh, but can you talk about the the idea of doing it and maybe some of the, I know it's all in the book, but just some of the gems from that experience and, and even the premise, because like talk about the premise of the book itself or the, the experiment, would you call it that? 
experiment for sure. Yeah. So the premise was to date 50 men in 52 weeks. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't a magic number, but I just decided, okay, if I'm on, if my, if, you know, I had joint custody of my children at that point, you know, if I could, I should be able to go on one date a week. Mm -hmm. And I also thought I didn't want to get too caught up with the wrong person. So if I met somebody and he was date number five, Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to keep dating because I don't really know what's out there. And I don't really know who I want to be yet or or what I'm going through. So that number of 50, it sounds really intimidating to some people, Mm -hmm. but it actually gave me some freedom. Yeah. I can see. Didn't mean that I couldn't. Yeah. Sorry. I can see how that could create freedom and like non-attachment or non-entanglement with any one person because it's not like you started out with like one foot in front of the other. The number was 50. So you knew you had a goal to reach. Yes. So so was it did it feel like speed dating in a way? In a way it did. Um absolutely. And throughout that year there was some people that I had a second date or a third mm-hmm. date with mm-hmm. and I was very intentional. I was very kind. I didn't lead anybody on, but I just, you know what it really was? It was the best self empowerment experience I've ever done for myself. Mm. Mm -hmm. I totally get that. Uh, There was a point in my life where um, I decided to, before I learned the word like polyamory, right? Um, I decided to date several people and not necessarily go on dates, but like enter a dating-ish relationship with like, I call them my starting five. <laughs> and I was in my 20s and whatever. But I also knew that I felt like I, I had power in the situation where before I felt like I had no power. So that was my own like getting my power back because now I'm at the helm of the team, you know, quote unquote. And I also was very honest with all of them letting them know that they're not the only one. So it wasn't like I was doing it in the the way that I experienced it before, where I was dating someone who was dating other people and they didn't really tell me. I was like, at the very least, out of respect, I'm gonna let you know that you're not the only one and I'm I'm just having fun. Um, So I, I I I get how you can be on these dates and feel empowered by that decision to, to date and, and date some more and date again because <laughs> I think that a lot of people there's like a date to marry mentality like it's almost like an interview like what are, are we going to be a good fit <laughs> um for marriage for the next step for children and if you're just dating for an experiment or dating to have fun or dating to take your power back there's like less pressure on either one of you to be anything you can just be in those experiences yes I met some amazing guys that were great golf partners. Okay. But that's all they were going to be. Yeah. Yeah, and that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I I don't I don't know if I've heard of anyone doing something like this. I think it's incredible. And in reference to your own journey, um, it seems right on on time for what you needed for your for you and your life at that time. Did you meet your now husband during those 50 dates? Spoiler alert, he was um, (laughs) shortly after the 50. He was number 54. Oh, really? (laughs) 
Oh, wow. Okay. Cool. That's cool. It wasn't like he was like 21 and you're like, I'll be back later, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, that's cool. So, so you've, you've done some things. This is great. Um, and you've, you've, you've lived different lives in the dating world and you've picked up some gems so much so to host a retreat and to have, uh, are, are your morning calls that you have on Sundays, is that related to dating as well? No, that's just women who um, gather um, mostly from Canada, but sometimes um, outside of Canada. And it's just an hour of grounding and gratitude. And then we have a special guest and she might be talking about meditation. We might be talking about medicinal mushrooms. Just mm -hmm. depends. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So you're just in the healing space that like you and women uh, just yes. come together and, and make magic happen <laughs> for each other. Um, that's yeah. great. So in your experience, when it comes to women dating after a divorce, what what is your advice or best practices or things to look out for for people in that situation? I think that it's really important that um, and I know not everybody likes to journal, mm. but I think it's really important to do that reflection piece because especially if you decide you're going to start dating, write how you're feeling, write how you're feeling after you go on a date with somebody, how they made you feel, how you feel about yourself. Make sure that you set out some strong boundaries. Mm. And I mean, and the boundaries are your boundaries. If I mean, if you're looking just to have coffee or if you're looking to vibe with somebody or hook up or whatever you want to do yeah. but just know your own boundaries because mm -hmm. i feel like there's so much pressure put on us by other people in society so know your boundaries write about it so that you've got a good diary of what's going on and how you're feeling emotionally about it mm -hmm. and again like i think it's really important if you are going through this you want to have an accountability partner mm. or somebody in your life um that can be a sounding board for you to talk about these experiences and that's where the tribe piece comes in i think a little yeah yeah that's a that's great i've never thought of having like a dating journal um where you you you, you jot down how you felt before and after and kind of like how it went and maybe even set an intention before you go, uh, mm -hmm. which could, you know, incorporate your boundaries just to ground yourself in in whatever you want. Because it can go a lot of different ways depending on what the other person wants or what, you know, opinions want. <laughs> so yeah, that's 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 a great great advice. An accountability partner is cool too. When you said that, I was thinking about the tribe piece. And also if people, if the person like works with a coach or a therapist or something, someone you can come back to that can hear, just hear how it went. Yeah. That's great. And it feels like, I'm just going to say it. I know that there's some science and don't quote me around <laughs> where women are on their cycle when it comes to dating. So like in certain phases, cause there's four phases of your cycle, you might be more attracted to the bad boy. And in other phases, oh. you might be more attracted to the safer version. I wish I had actual facts around that to share, but uh, like Google it, ask Google, ask Jeeves, ask whoever. It's a thing. 
based on like your pheromones and based on like where you are in your cycle. Like when you're ovulating, you might be looking at someone who looks like a, a decent father figure. Like that could be a, a part of the thing. <laughs> we definitely need to figure that out because we do not want to go on any, on any dates when we're only going to pick bad guys. Yeah. Yeah. Cause no one wants to be yeah. on a roller coaster forever, you know, <laughs> no, <laughs> or any amount of time. Okay. Yeah. That's great. The dating dating journal boundaries and account, accountability partner. That's some powerful stuff. So that's when you're actually dating. So in your opinion, how how do you know when you're ready to even start dating again? Like after, like whether you're in the divorce process or just divorced, like how do you know when it's time to jump back into the dating pool? That's a really good question. I don't, there's no answer for that. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people will start dating before they're emotionally ready to start dating. Yeah. But that's okay. As long as they, as long as they recognize why they're doing it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it's a tricky thing. I drove to my very first date with tears streaming down my face. Mm. That would tell you that I wasn't emotionally ready to start dating. Mm -hmm. But I knew that I wanted to start dating sooner than I was ready because I was scared if I didn't start, I might never start. Okay. Okay. Yes. So there, so there was some like some listening to yourself to know, like, I'm going to push past this a bit. And again, like I knew that I knew I wasn't ready, but I went, I reflected on it afterwards and I knew why I was doing it. If somebody on the alternate hand, if somebody is a serial dater and they're always dating and they're never taking the time to reflect on who they were in that relationship, mm. then maybe they're, maybe they need to have a pause mm-hmm. and not date for a little bit, have a little bit of a hiatus. Right. Right. I, I agree. Just knowing, knowing yourself, <laughs> knowing what you want and listening to yourself because your, your, your body will tell you like you, you don't feel comfortable here or are you becoming more tense? as the conversation goes or are do you feel more light do you feel heavy do you feel like how do you actually feel in these interactions it can be a telltale sign so maybe you don't know you're ready or not but when you get there you're like oh maybe i'm not or this is cool i could do this and it's probably different per person and like how long were you married how long ago was the divorce and just how much distance has has happened emotionally and how much healing mm-hmm. has happened in the in-between space. Uh, so many different factors in, in that one, I think. And um, dating can be part of the healing, right? I mean, it sounds like your 50 dates was a part of your healing. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that was the intention. So that's a big piece of it too. I, I, yeah, and so, you know, do that. If that's, if that's what you feel called to do, if that feels right for you, pick a number <laughs> and do the thing. And if, it's, if it doesn't feel great, you know, was there a point in time when you were at like number, th- you know, 16 or 32 and you're like, all right, I, I don't want to keep doing this or this is great. I got to keep yeah. going doing this. Like, where were you in the process? All over the place. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's hard. It's hard on your self-esteem sometimes. It's, um, it can be a roller coaster. You might put in the best intentions and somebody, you know, might not be that great of a person. And but that's all part of the lessons, right? Mm-hmm. Like if somebody I did, I was stood up once. And so then I promised myself that I would never let somebody else feel that way. Mm. So it was still a learning lesson for yeah, me. Yeah. That's great. I love that mentality. 
I mean, you're going to feel the pain of like, ouch, that hurt. But also, I don't want someone else. That's very generous <laughs> and thoughtful. I don't want someone else to feel this way and, and, and not feel jaded or like carry the baggage of, oh, I've been, <laughs> I've been stood up before. I don't mind standing up people, number one, or expecting someone else to then send you up, like having that mentality moving forward. That's, that's, a, that's a gift, actually. <laughs> that's a skill, <laughs> I would say. So in your experience, the, the proverbial dating pool, I have heard in the, in, on, on the Facebook groups that the dating pool, quote unquote, has pee in it. What would you say in your experience? Well, I can't disagree with that. Um, <laughs> humans are humans mm-hmm. and we're, we're, we're not all, we don't all have the same values and morals mm-hmm. and, you know, we're, we're driven by different things. So yes, every pool has pee in it, whether you're in the dating pool, the swimming pool, the wading pool, they all have pee in them, yeah, but yeah. You, you just hope that there's more more fresh water than there is pee. <laughs> you still got to wade through it. Yeah. So on some level, kind of expect it to be there because we're all human. Yeah, I think so. And, and that's not letting people off the hook. But mm. I mean, I can promise you I've had a bad day. I'm not always the best version of myself. Yeah, yeah. And so I tried to remember that just as I was on my own journey, maybe somebody else didn't realize that they were on a journey, but Mm. they were on a journey. Mm -hmm. So maybe they just had a completely different motive or, or idea than I had. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a wonderful mindset to have about, about yourself. I think that's where it really starts to know that about yourself and then to offer that same, extend that same compassion or understanding to, to everyone else. Cause it's, it can seem uh, dreary or di- what is the word? What is not encouraging? Discouraging. <laughs> Discouraging. That's the one. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on vacation, so my brain's not really. <laughs> uh, it, dating can seem discouraging and just having a little grace and compassion for just the ways that it can go and not be so attached to a certain outcome, I think can add some freedom an expansion to the overall experience. Cause even like you said, you, you went on dates and they turned out to be great golf partners. Like that's, that's cool. And it didn't, you, you weren't, and if you were attached to, let's see where this goes, you were going towards a certain like finish line, then it would be a hard road <laughs> because you're not allowing for the opportunity of, hey, this could just be someone I, I play golf with and have a really good time. Yeah, like the it's the expectation. I mean, we don't put that expectation on um, friends right. or other people in our life. It's you know, like so when we when we're dating, we should not expect that if the guy does not like, we shouldn't go in there thinking he's going to be my husband. I just know it is from what I read on his profile. <laughs> that's that's crazy. Yeah, 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 and and there are frauds out here just. Their profile looks really good. Yeah. Things look really good on paper or really good on, on Instagram or wherever you, you're doing your social media <laughs> or even a LinkedIn. I'm che- I checked his LinkedIn. He seems pretty cool. No, we don't know anything until we experience some stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. Do you have one of, uh, can you think of one of your dates that was the most fun or exciting or 
interesting out of the 50? Well, um, I'm not sure this falls under the most fun, but to that golf partner mm. situation. So I did meet somebody who he was, he was like really, yeah, he was all the things he was, he was nice looking and he was athletic and he seemed to have goals. And we were talking about how many people we had went on dates with. <laughs> and, um, what he said, well, what happens if you meet someone and you just know that they're not for you, but you don't want to hurt their feelings. And I said, well, then you say, hey, well, you know, maybe we can go golfing one day. And so he's, he looked at me and talked. And as we were leaving, I said, well, that was really fun. And he said, hey, yeah, maybe we can go golfing one day. Ah! <laughs> so there it was. I was not really his type. Yes. He let me know that. Yes. Totally turned it around on me. And I thought, good for you, because yeah. I respect that. Yes. And it was it was I had to sort of laugh because it's true. He, he, he heard exactly what I said mm -hmm. and used it back on me. And that's totally cool. Wow. That I love. So me, I'm a, I'm a big fan of comedy. <laughs> so like watching stand up comedy and that feels like a callback. I mean, it's obviously a callback to what you said. Um, yeah. And it was, and, and it was like a gentle, a gentle, like let down. Yeah. Uh, or a gentle transition of the relationship. Let's not call it a letdown. A transition. And it was all fun Yeah, yeah. I, I respect that a lot. <laughs> I respect yeah. that guy. I like it. All right. So um, could you tell me more about the retreats? And when I saw that it was called the WOW retreats, I was like, okay, um, I'm excited just instantly by seeing the word WOW. And I know that it's, it's an acronym, <laughs> but can you tell us more about your WOW retreats? Janine, thank you. It is so funny because obviously when I was building the first one in 14 weeks, it was women only weekend. Mm -hmm. Okay. I called it wow. Mm -hmm. And then when I started talking about it, people would always say, wow, wow, that sounds great. <laughs> like it was the perfect <laughs> acronym for my weekend and it was totally unintentional. Oh, wow. So just lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, wow. <laughs> like initially, like immediately uh, elicit excitement just so I was interested just by seeing it but go on tell me all about it well I hope you can join us one day so yeah uh, in 2021 we're not having an in-person event but I have booked um, in the heart of the Rocky Mountains in Canmore Alberta for next October mm. and so typically it's about 150 women oh wow and we do um, a night of little bit of wine and shopping with some local vendors. We hear from about 30 different speakers, mm -hmm. traditionally always women on everything from acupuncture. Sometimes we do Zumba. Mm -hmm. And then we always finish off the weekend with an evening of karaokeing and dance. Yes. <laughs> that sounds like fun. Yeah. <laughs> that is fantastic. So it's just one weekend? just one weekend and all those things happen oh yeah <laughs> it's jam-packed yeah it's jam-packed with things to do okay so women come together to just have a good time that's what it sounds like pretty much i i mean there's sometimes people are you know there's some tears shed sometimes and yeah. there's a lot of laughter and it's just kind of the sisterhood of and nobody knows everybody until mm -hmm. a lot of people have come back time and time again mm -hmm. but I love that 20 year olds are dancing in the same room as 70 year olds Ooh. and everybody just mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. loving everybody. 
Oh, that's fantastic. How many, how long have you been doing it? How many years has it been happening? Well, nine years. Okay. Uh, so this would have been 10, but as I said, we're having a gap here. The virtual. Yeah. Yeah. Understood. You know, pandemic, who knew that was coming? Not me. <laughs> not, a, not, not, no one. That is wonderful. And you know, when I saw it, wow, I thought it was words of wisdom. Like when I, cause I, I know you do, you co-host the, the other thing on Sundays. And I was like, maybe it's that, but it's not, <laughs> it's, it's way more. Um, I didn't know it was that many people. So it must, so it's intergenerational then. Like, do people come with like, I'm coming with my daughter and like maybe my mom too. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a good time. A good wholesome time. Like a, like a, a reset for your year or like a, a coming together of, of hearts to, 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 to be affirmed and to have community. That's fantastic. I wish you all the best with that. I, I should come. You should come. <laughs> it sounds like fun. Okay. I'm, I'm glad I asked about that because I was I was curious. I mean, I, I see it on your website. It's like, it looks like, you know, women come together, but I didn't know it was that many people. That's <laughs> Yeah. It's amazing. All right. So we've talked about the dating and the book and the, and the Facebook, no, the Zoom call, the words of wisdom, um, and now the wow retreat. And, and you've, you've dropped what I call some gems. You dropped some gems. And uh, I think that there's something here for anyone listening on how to navigate dating post-divorce. So I will ask you to complete the sentence as I do with most of my guests. Thanks divorce for, you can answer that. Thanks divorce for giving me the opportunity to find my tribe and fall in love again with myself. <gasps> I love that you said fall in love with yourself. It's not about anybody else. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for that. Thank you so much. And thank you for coming on, on the show. Janine, thank you. It, I hope that I can always inspire women and men to fall in love again with themselves because that's really what it's all about. Mm-hmm. I totally, totally agree. So this has been another episode of Thanks Divorce. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you again next week. Take care.